Hey guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. We're two lifelong friends and musicians, but when we're not playing gigs, we like to talk games. And today on the Game and Gig podcast, we are talking about the new interactive movie hotness to hit the video game scene, The Quarry. All right, so The Quarry, this has been like the game of the week. Oh yeah. Um, everyone's playing it. It's hot. Or it's I real should hot. say, a lot of people are playing it. I a lot think, more people playing it than Mario Strikers, I'll tell you that. I know, it came out the same day. Uh, rip strikers. But um, we also have been playing the quarry. Mm -hmm. In fact, we, right before we are recording this podcast, right before we recorded it, we finished playing the quarry. That's right. We just finished. So we are fresh off of it. And yep. uh, we're fresh off of one of the 140-ish endings. That's right. And uh, we got one of those endings. And um, we're going to talk about it, give our opinions on the game. We're going to do this spoiler free. Um, but we are going to give you some opinions on the game and kind of what it's like mm -hmm. and kind of inform you of if it's a game that maybe you should pick up or other games in this kind of genre, yep. what they're like. Because this, this was fresh to you. You'd never played a game like this before. Yeah, no, I'd never played one of these before. And, you know, like I said in the intro, it's it's basically an interactive movie. It you is. Know, it's, and that's it's, exactly. It's an interactive film. That's the genre yeah. of game in general. Mm -hmm. And you just you just make choices, you know, kind of like a modern day Goosebumps novel. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, no, I'd never played a game like that. Uh, I, I had played like one or two of the Telltale games. So I guess I kind of had, because those are kind of like that. In a way, yeah. They're more um, like a choose-your-own-adventure type game, right? Not necessarily a... Uh... I mean, they're they're interactive. Like, they have the quick-time events and things like that, but they're, um, you know, they're kind of point-and-click, point-and-clickish. Yeah. Um, but it had been a long time, and, and I thought this one was, was, more, was much better uh, and more well-done than the last Telltale game I played, which was like... Maybe the first Walking Dead one. It's probably the one I played. Right, right. So, what is the quarry? Like we said, it's this interactive movie. You make decisions. You have quick time events. You do all these things as you go. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, it's really way more movie than game. Yeah. Way more movie. There's a lot of just sitting there. You may be sitting there for, I mean, cutscenes that last, you know, 10 minutes. You yeah. Know, you could be sitting there for a while. Yeah. And then it'll throw in a quick time event, you know, in the middle of those cutscenes. Um, and kind of remind you, oh yeah, I do have to occasionally press buttons, right. but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's very movie. It's extremely cinematic. Got a, you know, a lot of music, got a great soundtrack. Um, it's a vibe. Yeah. And, um, it's done with, you know, some fairly well-known actors and stuff. It's not like, uh, they, they really put a lot of work into this game. Um, and, uh. But I think the thing I was most impressed with was the graphics because mm -hmm. the game really looked phenomenal, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, there there were, with some notable exceptions, mm -hmm. and that being the specifically the water. The water looked like trash garbage. And there was some like... Um, that was some hot dog I, water I water. Yeah. The water, the, they had these splashes and it just looked, it looked so much worse. I think, it, I don't know that it really would have looked all that bad if everything else hadn't looked all that good. But yeah. in comparison, the water looked really bad. Mm -hmm. The splashed water. Um and then there was some, I don't know if it was aliasing or anti-aliasing, where it was like yeah. between the models and the backgrounds, there yeah. was a, there sometimes was a big like halo of... Mm -hmm. uh, of just jankiness. Weird, yeah. I've noticed that in other in other modern games. Like, I even noticed that in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, yeah. And that had great graphics. But, you know, the, the graphics in this did look really good. I mean, we're going to talk about how we played it. Right. I think my graphical experience was a little worse than yours. Definitely. <laughs> but still good. I mean, it was still mostly good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> like I said, we don't want to give away spoilers or anything, but uh, there are, min as you play the game, because you're making decisions, there are all these different endings. There's mm -hmm. like 
they tout that there's like, I think mm-hmm. it was like 140 something possible endings that they said that you could get, which makes sense because you could have yeah. um, essentially you play as maybe like eight different characters, but then there are other mm-hmm. characters in the game. And from what I understand, the characters in the game could all either survive or die. Mm-hmm. And depending on what decisions you make, um, they will live or not. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of went into it with the intention of trying to save everybody. Yeah. But. <laughs> it, did, it didn't work out. Uh, in fact, the people that I really wanted to save are the ones we lost. Yeah, no joke. Um, it really was that way. Yeah. that. But, you know, we. I, I think, you know, spoiler free, of course, I think we can give the premise of the game. You know, like maybe the setup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. So just so we're not speaking in such in such vague terms, uh, like Randy said, you're playing as these eight people, and uh, you are summer camp counselors, and you go to a summer camp, and through some crazy turns of events, things are not as it seems, mm-hmm. and that's the setup. <laughs> I yeah. mean, classic. It's like a classic horror movie kind of setup. You know, you throw all these people together in a in a scenario and. The raging hormones and oh, like yeah. there's there's all kinds of stuff, you know, like every horror movie trope is there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like you can save them, but there are also characters that you don't play as that can either live or die as well. Yes. And uh, it's like David Arquette. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it, it's it's really interesting because this is such a hands off type game. It's very different than other video games. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost not a video game. Yeah. But that being said, it is still really fun. It was really fun. Yeah. So why don't, you know, I think we we played it in a little bit of a unique way. We did. Um, you want to kind of share that? Yeah. So like we um, had the idea of trying to play this game um, multiplayer in terms of just kind of like passing the controller back and forth. But we didn't want, you know, we wanted to be able to do it from our own separate homes mm-hmm. um, to make things easy. To make, and to make it look better on stream because mm-hmm. we wanted to stream it. Right. Which we yeah. did. So instead of just like physically handing a controller back and forth, we wanted to figure out a way to do this. So what we ended up doing was uh, Daniel rem- remote played my, oh gosh, <laughs> Daniel remote played my Xbox from his computer mm-hmm. and then I was just playing my Xbox, which is really cool because it almost acts as if you're just both using the main controller. Yeah. And uh, instead of trading a controller, when it was Daniel's turn, you'd just pick up your controller. When it was my turn, I'd pick up my controller and we just played it that way and it really worked way better than I expected it. It worked really well. The very first time we did it, we had just a couple little idiosyncrasies we had to work out, but it worked almost seamlessly after that. Yeah. I mean, we could definitely do it again. I think we will. Yeah, I think that it it really worked well to do that. But and I think these types of games are really great for um doing that for like passing the controller mm-hmm. back and forth, whether it's in person or however you figure it out. Right. Because it's it makes it a much more um you know, like you, it's like you're watching a movie with friends, you know, it's not like you're on your own watching it. You share this experience and you also share the, um, the blame, the blame of like when people die or like when, you know, and it just, it makes it more fun. Yeah. And it was, um, you know, it, this game, like Randy said, I think lended itself really well to doing this because I was cloud or I was remote playing. So I did have a little input lag, but it didn't matter. No, this type of game because it wasn't. It doesn't need like really precise. Yeah, you know. there there was like a time or two where you needed to be really quick. Uh, yeah, maybe, but literally only like once or twice in the yeah. entire game where you really had to be a fast reflexes mm-hmm. and make it happen. And I did it. Yeah, you did it. <laughs> I did miss one quick time event, but I swear I did it, and it just didn't happen. I I swear I did, um, but I pulled off everything else. Yeah, and um, 
I did miss a quick time event as well, but it was just because I put the joystick in the wrong direction. We can't all we you know we can't always be right all the time. So this game is uh, the quarry was developed by Supermassive Games, mm -hmm. which is a developer who specializes in this type of interactive film type game. They're the ones who did uh, the probably the biggest game that they're most well known for is Until Dawn, mm -hmm. and we'll just have to see if the quarry holds up and has as much uh, you know ends up with enough as much clout as that game because Until Dawn is the one that I continuously hear and people talking about and and I think it came out back in I'm gonna guess like 2016 or something because it, it's you are almost right 2015 2015 yeah because it's quite old now um, but they also are the developer behind the uh, Dark Pictures series of games I think it's called the Dark Pictures Anthology or something um, and I've played one of those games but um, so they are really into this type of game mm -hmm. and uh, yeah this one is not a uh, PlayStation exclusive the quarry is not Whereas uh, Until Dawn was a PlayStation exclusive, hmm. interestingly. I wonder if, Unt if Until Dawn is uh, scarier. Until Dawn, well, see, I played Until Dawn. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, and it, it is, I, I'd say it is scarier, yes. Hmm. Um, it's less of, it's got less of the kind of like corny horror, mm -hmm. you know, which I think uh, the Corey really leans into that like corny horror thing. Yes. Um, it's it's more of a the quarry is more like I guess like a I don't want to get into too much of the genres and stuff because I feel like it might be a, a giveaway for the story but it's yeah. it definitely leans into that you know that corny thing yeah which it's a lot got, of horror it's got the tropes it's it's got the cheesy horror moments right um, there's a lot of jokes and stuff like, a lot of jokes you know but it still does have its scary moments like it is certainly in the horror genre mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, if you are interested in the quarry and it seems like a game you'd like uh, and you play it and like it, you should definitely try some of the other Supermassive games. But these aren't the only games in that uh, genre. There's also the, um, I can't remember the developer that does like uh, like Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human. Mm -hmm. Like There are a lot of games in this genre, so it's it's certainly a popular style of game. Yeah, and I really honestly didn't think I would like it as much as I did. Um, yeah, because it's so hands-off. It is very hands-off. It's not really the kind of game I normally go for. Um, but it was, it was cool. It was yeah. cool. I definitely want to do more. Yeah. So um, do you have any opinions on, like, like, well, you just said you enjoyed it more than you thought you did. I did. Any I, other, like, opinions on, like, the quarry in general? What? Yeah. I mean, I really honestly want to see some of those different endings. I may go to YouTube for that. I, I don't know that I'm going to, like... Replay. I mean, I don't have it. We played it through through you because you had it through Gamefly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. 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 I'm still thinking about it. Although we did just finish it. But, yeah, we um, did just finish it. But you know, I'm thinking about the. I liked the characters for one. And yes. if I didn't care about the characters, it wouldn't have been a good game. Right. You know, like I'm still upset that we lost that first person that we lost because it was the the one person I didn't want to lose. Yeah. Know? Um. And I think that that you know speaks volumes about how well written and, and how well executed it is. And the game does a really good job, and it spends m maybe arguably too much time setting up the story. It does. But I think because it sets up the characters for such a long time, mm -hmm. by the time things get real, you have actually developed a connection with them, so it matters. Yeah. It. Uh, so it's definitely a balancing act. It takes a while for it to really hit the fan. It really does. I, I, it took us. 
two good, it probably took close to four hours before things really started to really pick up and get real. Mm -hmm. um, and before that, it was just a lot of setting up the story, setting up the characters, making sure that you understood their motivations and like, you mm -hmm. know. Which Making I think sure you overall, understood the mechanics of the game, the quick time events, right. all that. Yeah, in a low stakes way, you know. Yeah, in a low stakes way. Um, which I think really did pay off, but it, it was, I don't know, because I do feel like in some ways they maybe could have done that in a slightly shorter time, but mm -hmm. that's such a small nitpick. Yeah, now, I don't think, you know, I don't think you'll ever hear me complain about having too much character development. Yeah. For the enough. most part. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I think in this one I, it did pay off because <clears throat> every character you really got to know. When the, one exception, which I, we talked about on the stream, we did. Yeah, we, there was this one character that they, for some reason, just didn't give any backstory to. They really didn't develop much. It I just, think that was our fault. I think we made some choices that made that character kind of fade to the background. Okay. Well, that's what I think. I, and I, I mean, I talked. I talked about one pivotal choice. I think we made. Um. Right. Which. Is going to be extremely vague to anybody watching, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that depending on how you play it, you can find out more about the characters depending on how you do it, what decisions you make. Mm -hmm. Um, I one thing that I think is interesting about this is that I the Corey was I I didn't <clears throat> see anything about it until maybe like just a few weeks before it was released. Yeah, I had not heard about it somehow, I missed it, mm -hmm. and then like a couple weeks before it released, I started hearing people talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I was like. Dude, I have to play this game. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it slipped under my radar, which makes me think that it must have gone under other people's as well. Yeah. I, I had heard of it, um, but I didn't really care because it didn't seem like my kind of game. Well, <laughs> fair enough. But I was wrong. No, yeah. It, it ended up being really high quality. I, I think that yeah. it's going to, like I said, Until Dawn was this company's like biggest game up to this point. You know, they've done other games, mm -hmm. but Until Dawn was the one that everyone always talks about. And uh, I think it's just going to take time for us to decide as a gaming collective if the quarry was as good or better or, you know, worse than mm -hmm. Until Dawn. But I think that there is a chance. And I think it just all comes down to, you know, as we kind of ruminate on it a little bit and kind of chew Ruminate? On. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to ruminate on this thing <laughs> for a while, I'd say. All right. So um, that's our thoughts on the quarry. Yeah, uh, I think it's if you if you're interested in this type of game, give it a try. Mm -hmm. um, so, we did a poll. Yep, and we asked, "Have you ever played an interactive film or an interactive film game?" Yeah, hit, hit us with them results, Daniel. Uh, let's see. So, 39 percent of people, which ended up being the the highest percentage, uh, said yes and that they enjoy them. Mm -hmm. uh, 16 percent said yes, but it's not my thing. Uh, 28 percent said no, I'm not interested in that style of game. And 17% said no, but I'd like to try one. So kind of a mixed bag here. Yeah, very mixed. And I get that like uh, if you've never played one of these games or even if you have played them, I could see how they wouldn't be your thing. So that like almost 30% of people who say they're not interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I get that because it's not it's not a normal video game no. at all. And if you're used to more action, this is it's weird because there is action, but it's like the action of a movie. It's It's very like you know, laid back action. You don't have to really participate in it that much. Mm -hmm. um, but it is interesting that the majority of people or what ended up being the largest percentage said that they do enjoy them. Yeah, that actually kind of surprised me just because I feel like it's so niche. I, I didn't expect that to be the highest percentage of voting, but 
oh, I just realized that I was saying that the people who said, no, I'm not interested, haven't played that type of game yet. Yes. So that would have been you before you played that. That would have been me before I played it, yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's worth trying, even if you think you might not like it. I think it is. Uh, I, I I was converted. Yeah. Um, if you can find, I wonder if, like, uh, I know that Until Dawn is, like, often part of the uh, PlayStation, and I'm sure it's on PlayStation Plus, the mm-hmm. new PlayStation Plus service. I'm sure it is. I'm not 100% positive, but I would I would bet money that it is. And um, on Game Pass, I think the first game in the Dark Pictures uh, series is on that, or at least it was when I played it. Hmm. Uh, so there's a chance that if you have one of those subscription services, you yep. might be able to have a place that you could try at pretty low risk. Yeah. That yep. being said, also, those Dark Pictures games are super cheap at like GameStop and stuff, uh, mm. and probably until Dawn is, is as well. They're not exclusives though, right? No, they're like everywhere, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. But until Dawn's only on are any of these games Are any of these games or games like this on Switch? Um, none in the supermassive games. Hmm. I, I don't think any of those are on Switch. Not that I'm aware of. Um, I, I don't think so. So, um, moving on to comments. Uh, Jake C says, the Dark Picture series slash Until Dawn are fun to play with friends in a couch co-op style. The games themselves aren't amazing, but getting to play something like this as a group where you watch it for a bit, then take over the controller and see the mystery unfold is pretty fun. And I'd say that's exactly our experience. That is exactly what we uh, went through. You know, we we did that. And that's actually what brought me to these games in the first place was mm-hmm. wanting to do it this way. I tried to play in Dildon with Catherine and, and she's not into horror. So we did, yeah. we ditched that, but um, it is really fun just to pass the controller and to have a little fun, just sharing the experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very fun. So next up we have Larry House, longtime commenter, said, Yeah, Until Dawn is amazing. Yeah, everyone's talking about Until Dawn. Yeah. Apparently you can't talk about the quarry without talking about Until Dawn. Well, from what I understand, the quarry is a spiritual successor to Until Dawn. So um I don't know what I, I really don't know how because I played the games and they're not related in any way. Mm-hmm. They're different stories, they're you know, it's completely separate. But um Maybe they're trying to keep in that same vein, same genre. I mean, it is, there's a lot of things that are similar, but maybe they did that. Maybe they called uh, the quarry a spiritual successor just to drum up like, hey, you, you guys liked Until Dawn. You're going to like the quarry. Right. <laughs> maybe they're trying just to connect it in some way. Yeah, makes sense. Saleria uh, Rose writes, and thank you for commenting again, writes, yes, though my enjoyment varies, it very much depends on how much it can draw me into the story. With a lot of games, I can get by on a story that doesn't quickly grab me or is just mediocre provided the rest is enjoyable, but interactive film type games don't have that fallback for obvious reasons, so I tend to be a lot more picky about them. Off the top of my head, the only ones that really clipped with me were Walking Dead Season 1. Mm-hmm. I can't read the rest of this comment because it is hidden. Um, but I do remember there is more. Yeah, I played a little bit of that Walking Dead Season 1 as well. Um Continue it. Never played further because it glitched somewhere around the fourth or fifth episode and I lost my data and didn't have the desire to replay all over again. Yeah. Until Dawn, uh, until Dawn, one of the few I've gone so far as to replay and Tales from the Borderlands, which was in part due to me already liking the Borderlands franchise. Uh, beyond that, a lot of Telltale's work just didn't really appeal. And I have a general dislike for everything David Cage has released. 
So David Cage, that's the uh, guy behind Detroit Become Human and uh. um, I think Heavy Rain. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I think that obviously, like like this like this comment says, the story has to be good because you're not gonna with a game like this because you're not that interactive with it the story has to, and the characters have to be really good mm-hmm. and luckily with the quarry i think the, that was it's one of its strongest suits the characters were all um interesting they were all flawed right but that just made for a more interesting story it did yeah yeah um let's see here i think that's all the comments um but yeah i think that again if if you are interested in this type of game all those, there's a bunch of options there that came up in the comments. A lot of things that people like. Um, obviously, it seems like people are really into Until Dawn. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, I, I think the quarry can, will end up giving Until Dawn a little bit of a run for its money. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was really well done. And I kind of want to play it Until Dawn. So I can't really compare them. But I can I can see how it would. Well, we can do that. We can play Until Dawn. That'd be a fun one. That would be fun. I've already played it, but it's been it's been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't even exactly remember the storylines. I remember some of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I don't remember a whole lot about it. All right, Randy. Well, I think that brings us to our final segment here. What games are you playing? What games am I playing? Well, obviously, I've been playing The Quarry. That's no surprise. Um, but beyond that, primarily this week, um, I have been playing a mixture of Mario Strikers. Mm-hmm which I'm a little worried about because I'm afraid <laughs> that game's going to die very quickly. I am too. I, and I really am upset about that. I'm not upset, I'm, but I'm, I'm disappointed. Little, I'm upset. I'm a little upset. I mean, disappointed is just this, just a speed bump on the way to upset town. And like, I'm trying to think like, I don't know that I can be that disappointed yet because it's not like it's, it's, we're only one week out. And we haven't even started the the main part of the game yet. Which it starts is the battle tomorrow. League. Yeah. So the, uh, at the time of this recording, tomorrow is the day that, um, that, what is mm-hmm. the battle, battle league? league? It's like a ranked world, worldwide ranked thing that's going on. Yeah. Um, and it's not like right now I can't find people to play because if you go online, you're immediately going to be matched. Like, oh, yeah. There's, there are plenty of people playing it, mm-hmm. but um, it does seem like I've seen a lot of negative reviews online about it. I think people, I think, I think YouTubers did a number towards killing that game. Um, not all of them, but it just seemed like so many reviews said, oh, it has such good tight gameplay. It's, and it has such, such a uh, propensity to, to just be so deep with the strategy. But I'm now going to spend the last two thirds of my review complaining about the fact that it doesn't have a lot of content. Yeah. And, and what's more important here? Like, content in a sports game like Mm -hmm. like a career mode or whatever in a mario sports game like who gives a crap i I think yeah or gameplay we talked about this we talked about this last week on the podcast it's like the that thing like uh they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't if they put one in Mm -hmm. and it doesn't do well everyone's gonna be like oh this is not enough yeah or this this career mode is no good because they're trying to force a career mode upon a, a competitive sports game right like Hardly ever is that done well because it's very hard to do that well. Yeah. And then if they don't do one, everyone's going to complain that it's not there. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's tough. And I understand the criticisms of the trickle feeding content. I get that. And yeah. That, that's a, And that's a criticism that I certainly have. Yeah. It's valid. But that doesn't mean it's a bad game. 
So, no, it's not a bad game. In fact, it is. It is fun. Uh, it. I think it can be very deep, and mm-hmm. I think that learning it takes some time. And um, those are the types of games that can have legs if, if yeah. the community takes to them. And it takes some time to learn. You got to really be good at it. Um, like I think of Rocket League. Like this game mm-hmm. is most comparable to me in Rocket League. Not in that it's a soccer game. Yes, that's part of it, but also it's similar like level of depth and stuff. Like I think Rocket League has a lot of that. It's easy to pick up but hard to master. Yeah. And this game is definitely that way too. Agreed. Um, but I'm afraid it's going to die because I've just seen so much negative stuff on YouTube. But maybe that'll pass. Maybe. But I think about games like, um, you know, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and that didn't have that initially upon release. No. no one was like, you know, complaining about it that much. But it also had the complete opposite approach of Strikers. Like Strikers, the criticism is it doesn't have enough content. Everybody was saying about Smash Ultimate, how the heck did they put so much content? You know, right? How did they yeah. put so many characters? And how are we going to get more? Who are we going to get? Like, mm-hmm. and they had like that was always a thing Nintendo had in their back pocket. Like, if they didn't really have anything coming up, they could like release a teaser for the next Smash character. Right. You know, so that game was destined to have legs. Yeah, I mean, they did everything right. You know. Um, yeah. And I think with this one, I now that you kind of put it in that context, it makes me think that like maybe they. Maybe they messed up by only having the 10 characters. I think they you did. Know? And maybe they messed up by only having the five different courts or whatever they're called. The stadiums? Arenas, stadiums or whatever. Courts. I was thinking the tennis game. You know? Please. But there's like the five different you know, environments. Mm-hmm. So there's really not that much content. And you gotta you, you have to rely strictly on how much fun is the game to play. Yeah. And I do think the game is really fun, but I don't know. I'm... It's not Smash level fun. You no, know, it's certainly not. Nothing is. <laughs> and maybe it takes and not and and the, you know I compare it to Rocket League and it's not Rocket League level fun. No, it's not. So, I don't know. I'm torn. Even I'm torn. Yeah. But I do. I do think the game deserves some legs. Yeah. And I'm worried that it's like because I want to keep playing it for a while and maybe because it's just you know the game of the week. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, it's like like I told you, man, that, that time I got on Twitch, there was like 1.4,000 people watching that game. And there was like 60,000 watching the quarry. Right. You know. Like, yeah, so obviously one of those games has proven to be much more popular. But then again, the quarry is a much more streamable game. Oh, yeah. Whereas Mario, this Mario Strikers game is so chaotic. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's hard to play and interact with your chat. Very. I don't even know how you would. Because it's just so, so like, you have to be so intense. You have to be so mm-hmm. focused. It's not a great streaming game. And mm-hmm. oftentimes, being a good streaming game can make or break. Think like Fortnite. Yeah. It's such a good streaming game. Yeah. You know, games like Sea of Thieves, a yeah. great streaming game. There, It's a good thing. You've got action, but you also have time to interact with your chat. And like, mm-hmm. So a game that is not good for streaming, that could break it. Yeah, you could. But also the game that I've been playing a lot this week is uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. The mm-hmm. Phantom Pain. So I've been playing that a lot this week. And I made the decision yesterday morning after a couple hours of uh, a couple hour session, uh, a particularly difficult couple hour session, I made the decision that I am going to uh, abandon that game. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to see it through. I have played about a third of it. And um, I just decided it wasn't for me. Yeah. And that's rare for you. Well, yeah. 
it is rare for me. I usually see a game through, um, but you know, I knew that there was quite a lot of this game left, and I wasn't particularly enjoying the uh, the gameplay. You know, mm-hmm. it's a stealth game, which is all about you know really being intently focused and making sure that you have everything planned and then going through with your plan and you know being perfect. Yeah. Um, and one, I'm not good at games like that. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the parts when I could just go in guns a blazing, but as the levels, as each mission got harder and harder, it got to be where you just couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. You just couldn't go in and just gun your way through a level. You were yeah. going to die. There was no way about it. You had to be stealthy. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really like stealth games that much. Yeah. So, and the story wasn't that captivating. Hmm. Well, send us some hate if you're a big fan of The Phantom Pain, because Randy just crapped on your game. No. <laughs> it just wasn't for me. I think that the game was really high quality, and I get like that. I think it could be amazing. I know like the Metal Gear series is a is a you know a game that lots of people love. Has a lot of people who are you know really have been into that series for a long time. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, that uh, The Phantom Pain is a good game. Yeah, people seem to like it, but it's just not for me. I feel you. It's probably the last Metal Gear Solid game or, or Metal Gear game in general that we're going to see. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. I mean, like, unless uh, Konami... Konami doesn't make games anymore, so... Yeah. All what right. about you? What you been playing this week? Uh, sea of Thieves. Lots of Sea of Thieves. Ever since I hit Summer Break, I have been hitting the seas hard. Mm-hmm. I, I would go as far as to say I have completed my transition to mouse and keyboard. Um... I'm be- I think I'm better than I was, so I would I would call that a completed project. Yeah. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. Uh, I played some Smash, of course. I've been playing Mario Strikers, as we already talked about, and uh, the Quarry. And the Quarry. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, been a good <clears throat> week for gaming. It has. A lot of stuff. I think that it's we've had a good week in that uh, the two new games that came out this past week, Mario Strikers and the Quarry. They both came out, well, it's been over a week now, but mm-hmm. the ones that everyone was playing this past week um, were both really good games, but it does seem like, uh, for whatever reason, more people have been interested in the quarry than Strikers. Yeah, it does. It does. And I'm not saying the quarry doesn't deserve it. I just think Strikers deserves a little bit of love, too. Yeah. Well, that happens. When you have two games that come out at the same exact time, yeah. they're going to compete. Yeah. And uh, I, I would have expected the, uh, expected <clears throat> Strikers to easily take the victory in terms of which one will be more popular, but it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it's been that way. No, it doesn't. Yeah, what can you do? What can you do? All right. Well, well, I think we had a little bit of a shorter podcast today, but you know what? That's okay. Yeah. And uh, until next time, guys, I'm Randy. And I'm Daniel. And this has been Gaming Gig. Peace out. Peace out.